ladies and gentlemen. This is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. Our producer today, Mr. Bryson Swavey. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. 291 affiliates strong with the addition of KOIL 1290 AM in Omaha, Nebraska. We're happy to be in the Cornhusker State. And as I always say, we wouldn't be on the air without all of you listening. We appreciate all of you out there listening to the show and being part of America's Healthcare Advocate family. So once again, thanks to all the folks over at KOIL. We're very happy to be on there. If you have any questions about health insurance, healthcare during this season we're in, we're open enrollment for Medicare, open enrollment for Federal Employees Program, open enrollment for ACA. We've got more open room we know what to do with. If you have questions about any of that, need help with any of that, you can call the lovely Joyce Thompson at 877-385-2224. She is available to chat with you about Medicare, individual health insurance. Happy to help you. If it is a group or employer policy, ask for Susan Dendiger. She is a true national expert that can help you anywhere in the country if you're looking for employer-sponsored health care. If you want information from on us, anything I can help you with, go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email. I get quite a few. I don't answer each one of them the same day, but I do promise to answer each and every one of them. Also, these shows are posted on podcast platforms, TuneIn, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. So you hear the show today. We've got a very interesting show we're going to do today and a very special guest in studio. You want to tell somebody about this because it's applicable to your family, your kids, whatever the case may be. You can go up to those podcast platforms, listen to the show. They're also posted on the website. Once again, the website is americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. There are videos up there, by the way, on open enrollment with Medicare and ACA, Obamacare. If you want to look at those, um, give you some idea of how to look at some of that stuff and understand it before you go out and make a decision that might not be a very good decision. All right. Joining me in studio today, Brett McQueen. He is here from Lightning Performance, uh, and he is, in fact, uh, a rehabilitation and athletic trainer uh, specialist. He handles athletes and active individuals. That would mean those of you out there that are chronologically challenged like me. If you do have a need, this man can certainly help you. We've been trying to get this show done for some time, so happy to have you in studio, Brett. Thanks for having me, Kerry. Well, it's good for, good for you to be here. So let's just kind of jump into this and talk a little bit about, you know, you're a trainer. You specialize uh, in human movement, biomechanics. 
clinics. You, you know, you founded Lightning Performance in 2013, and you provide musculoskeletal injury risk assessment, movement correction, rehabilitation, elevation for athletes of all kinds, and just active individuals. So, the, and, and folks, we're talking to this gentleman here in Kansas City, but I'm doing this show nationally because it affects a lot of you in the audience. If you've got a young person in your family that's an athlete, maybe they're a soccer player, football player, maybe they're a cheerleader. I mean, whatever it is, we're going to talk about the injuries associated with those kinds of athletics and how they can be treated and, and how you can prevent that from happening as well. So, Brett, let's talk a little bit about that. How do you, when someone comes in, one you know, an athlete comes to you um, and they need assessment, how do you do that? I take a total body approach. Um, I am a firm believer that the brain controls everything. So I do neurologic rehab on orthopedic patients. Um, I describe the the term, I I hate the term muscle memory, and we use it so often in sports, but... um, Muscle tissue it essentially is is stupid. It can follow the orders of the brain and either have the signal turned on or not. And so if the signal isn't firing the way we want it to and the right light bulb isn't getting the power at the right time, then it's hard to get that uh, good human movement to um, translate over into sports um, and sometimes even daily activity. There are a lot of things that we need to do with the brain to ultimately get a better outcome um, with how people function. So uh, today, I'll, you know, we'll go into a little bit of the Redhead program and how I apply this stuff to concussions specifically, but I use the brain in everything that I do because it literally controls everything that we do as humans so how did when you when you i know that you use the wabi platform that that we are part of um and does that help you assess when you're looking at one of these folks you you mentioned concussions we'll talk about that in greater detail later in the show but typically when someone comes in that concussed they have a little different outcome in the way they look on the wabi brain scan than they did if they've been scanned before that to give them some kind of a baseline do you use the that in that format yes um i've got a few people who have done baselines with me um but most of what i do is looking at the outcomes on the backside for people who have had one two ten concussions and look at how their brain function is in conjunction with their overall movement health and i get a lot of people with chronic aches and pains and sometimes that comes down to poor healing from a head injury and bad eye movement, bad balance um, things. And, and that's where we get into the, the Wavi a lot of being able to map that brain um, using the P300 wave and, and see where it's functioning, see where it's, where the hot spots are, where it's pretty cold and figure out how to help them. So how, what should parents, you know, parents, there's, there's a lot of, you know, it was very funny. It was at a soccer game for my grandson here last week, and there was one particular guy. It seems like there's always one who was, you know, all over the players about not doing this or do that. If, he was a parent, and it was one of his kids was out there. How, how, 
how should parents look at um, you know when they're when their their child is out there playing and and they have they they have an accident they get hurt we saw I saw a couple of kids in that game get hurt not head injuries so much as these were ankle and leg things but when parents see that how seriously should they take that to evaluate and say hey maybe we should go in and take a look at this or hey eh, it's going to be fine there's not a problem let's you need to get back out there and play some more. That is the age-old question, and I think that knowing your kid and being able to set aside your own biases and wanting to drive them forward in the sport is is big. If the kid says there's something not right, or if you notice there's something not right about them, then go ahead and get them checked out. Um, most, especially here in Kansas City, um, I work with a group that has, we, we staff athletic trainers at almost all of the major uh, club sports events uh, over the weekends. So there's usually someone around who is qualified to take a look at that potential head injury, ankle injury, knee injury, and be that first line of care. That's where athletic trainers um, really started, and that's where we are in many respects. I'm very non-traditional being in the clinic setting um, and the way I function, but you can probably find an athletic trainer right there on site to be able to do some sort of an evaluation to figure out are they okay or not. Yeah, and so it would seem to me that what you're saying is it's better to be safe than sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I don't care where you're at, whether you're listening to us in California or listening to us in Mississippi or Florida or Ohio or Nebraska, whatever the case may be, there are – you know, I'm from traveling around the country. If I I happen to be someplace on a weekend – you know, I'm getting ready to do radio someplace, and I'm there on the weekend getting ready to go on Monday. It amazes me how many hotels I see packed with with kids that are there that, that uh, from soccer teams, softball teams, baseball teams. I mean, it's remarkable to me. Um, sometimes the place is sold out. And you're going, wait a minute, it's a weekend. Why is everybody at the Holiday Inn? Well, because you've got two soccer clubs in here from three different areas competing in some big tournaments. So there seems to be an awful lot of organized activity around the country now, much more so than there was when I. I was a kid growing up a lot of years ago. Oh, even more so than there was five years ago. Um, the there's an estimated thirty to thirty-five million kids involved in youth sports, and that's across the board from the t-ball all the way up to high school sports. But that, that's a lot of kids, and there's a growing business in youth sports with the club sports and emphasis on. The more things you do, the easier it is to get to the next level. Um, yeah, whether that's a lot of that. Yeah, whether that's true or not is is a whole different conversation. But there are more and more youth sports tournaments happening every weekend. Uh, parents traveling all over the country with their kids to help get them the next opportunity. It certainly needs to be an awful lot of it. When we come back from the break, we're going to continue this conversation with Brett McQueen. If you want information from him, the website is lightningperformancekc.com, lightningperformancekc.com, or the phone number 816-945-4048. We'll be back with more on this fascinating topic that affects you and your children if they're athletes. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back. Well, 
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of videos up there, a lot of stuff up there on open enrollment for Medicare and ACA, Obamacare, whatever you care to call it. Uh, If you want to take a look at that, it might be helpful to you. In studio today with me, Brett McQueen. He is here from Lightning Performance KC. We're talking about what athletic trainers do, what he does specifically in his practice, but how does this apply to all of you across the country that have got children in, in whether they're high school athletes or, or junior high athletes or, you know, even grade school kids, peewee p- football, whatever it is, that may in fact be at risk for injury or have an injury, how should you treat it? What should you do? How seriously should you take it? So that's why Brett's in here today, so we can talk about that and try to explain that and bring some enlightenment to folks about how to deal with these issues. His website, by the way, is lightningperformancekc.com. So let's talk a little bit about just the history of athletic training. It, it seems to have grown <laughs> now. I mean, you have people like Pat Patrick Mahomes, who his trainer lives here in Kansas City now to train him year-round and take care of him year-round. So this seems to be a lot different than it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And and. So that's that's one big distinction. I'm glad you brought up Patrick Mahomes and and his trainer. So the guy who moved up here to help take care of him is his strength coach, which would be more of a personal trainer type uh, individual. And they focus on the overall health and wellness of the individual strength training, performance training, speed, agility, all those things. Athletic trainers are a specialized discipline of licensed healthcare professionals where we have more of the medical background. Sure, we can do all of the training and and strength, agility, speed, sport performance stuff as well, but we focus more on the medical side of things for the injured athlete or the athlete trying to transition from physical therapy back into full sport. Um, for the athletic trainers that are in high schools and college settings, we see the athlete from injury on the field to the immediate aftercare, get him in a brace, crutches, whatever, um, get him to the, to the hospital, to an orthopedic doctor if we need to, whatever the case may be, back to that immediate follow-up, return-to-play protocols, and then actually getting back in the game. So we take them the full spectrum, but we specialize in athletes and active individuals only. So, and let's talk a little bit about that protocol, okay? Because then we're gonna we'll go to concussions here for just a minute. And again, we're gonna dive into concussions in the third segment a lot more because it's a big issue. But the way that a lot of this has been assessed in the past, um, and I've learned a lot from the time that we started doing the Wavi Brain Scan to now, is as, as, as part of our company at Midwest Brain Health, is. This was a totally subjective deal. These kids sit down and fill out a form, okay, and, you know, the coach may be sitting right there with them or the parent, okay, and how they answer those questions determines how they're going to get treated, not treated, and when. And you mentioned return to play. How, not just concussion, but other injuries as well, how important is it to have that assessed and make sure that return to play doesn't happen before it, it, while that child is still injured or trying to recover from an injury? I would say that probably 50% of the people that I see in my clinic have tried to return too quickly um, or without the appropriate uh, care and management of whatever their injury might be. And 
that's I mean that that runs the gamut from head injuries to knee to ankle whatever um, we are trying there, there's been a big push over the last 10 to 15 years to get better objective measurements on the outcomes from injury so that we can determine the readiness and so far for the last oh, 15 20 30 50 60 years it's been uh, how do you feel I feel pretty good okay well then you're ready to go back well maybe not um the a lot of the testing that has gone on up to this point like you mentioned was filling out a form there are baseline head injury screens out there that um for for years upperclassmen have been telling younger athletes hey just don't do very well on it so that you can get back from your head injury faster um and this is happening all over the country and that sets uh, that sets kids up for some very dangerous situations. Yeah, it's kind of scary when you say fifty percent uh, going back before they should go back. And I'm not, we're not just talking about concussions here; we're talking about other kinds of injuries as well. And going to the club sport level—that's another interesting point because I've got friends who've got kids in club sport that travel around the country. Basketball is a big one. Um, there's a huge push and a lot of pressure on these kids to perform. Um, for whatever reason, whether they're trying to get them a scholarship into school or they just really want to get better at what they're doing. So it seems to me that that probably contributes to this number of 50% or better. Absolutely. And it's probably a mix of whether the kids want to get back to playing or the parents want them to get back to playing. For example, there are some club sports, like I'm I'm pretty heavily involved in in hockey, and for the hockey season, those travel leagues can be anywhere from $10,000 to $15,000 a season um, for for those kids to play. That's pretty significant. It's it's a huge investment for those families. So the pressure's there. Now, I spent fifteen grand. You need to be able to play. Absolutely. And so... Then you run into the the situation where you can clearly see me as the athletic trainer. I can clearly see that somebody's hurting, but when, if I go try to check on their what's hurting, what's going on, I I get blown off of like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay, well, if if you would let me do what I do and and help you, then we can keep you fine longer. That's <laughs> that's the whole point here. I'm not trying to. I don't want to pull anybody out of participation any more than they don't want to be pulled out that's that's the last thing that i want to do um one it's more paperwork for me if i do pull them out but but two one thing you know right now this particular week that we're, we're recording this is mental health awareness week and um the mental health aspect of sports is has been far misunderstood for far too long and um Look at simone biles oh in the olympics absolutely. if that didn't bring it to light i don't know what will absolutely simone biles michael phelps um at the olympics yeah. several years ago yeah, the there's swimmer. yeah yes. there's so many of them that are now taking a stand and saying hey this has been an issue um and i think yogi Berra said it best you know he said baseball is 90% mental. The other half is physical. Um, obviously that's baseball specific, but yeah. I think sports in general is 90% mental. The other half is physical and we need to have a better understanding and grasp on what is injury, what is hurt, what's sore, what, what do all of those things mean and how do we 
disseminate those different issues to the right people to get kids better. And athletic trainers are the perfect fit for understanding that because that's what our training is in. We're going to come back for the break shortly. When we do, we're going to talk about concussions and concussion protocol. This is a huge issue across the country, and I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about it when we come back from the break. If you want information from Brett, his website, lightningperformancekc.com, lightningperformancekc.com. You can reach him at 816-945-4048 if you want to give him a call. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the U.S. We've got more. Hang in there. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. This show is up there. It's also on all the podcast platforms. Tune in, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker. Maybe you want to tell somebody about this. Maybe you want to tell the folks in your soccer club about whatever the case may be. It's up there if you want to do that. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Bryson Swavy, in studio with me, Brett McQueen from Lightning performancekc.com that's his website lightningperformancekc.com you can also reach him at 816-945-4048 here anywhere in the KC metro doing the show today because we're, we're again we're you know I try to do these kind of broadcasts to educate people as to you know how they should deal with these kinds of issues so in this particular segment we're going to talk about concussions because concussion and concussion protocol is a huge deal and, and I'll make a couple of observations here number one <clears throat> soccer players and my grandson plays I notice when they play, they are there are first of all they're wearing no protective gear whatsoever, Brett. Which you know, there's all this focus over here on football. The football kids have got pads on, they got helmets on, you know, they've got knee pads on, they've got all this different protection. These soccer kids are out there banging around. Uh, they're not wearing anything, okay? Uh, you know, maybe some soccer socks or whatever it is they're wearing, but they're not wearing any protective gear. And I watched these. I've, this game I was at last week, I watched these two boys on two different occasions go up for a ball and bang heads together, and and then uh, you know another. Kid kid got injured he fell down and did something to his leg but there there seem to be a lot of injuries in soccer and it's my understanding that the the girls have more injuries than the guys do because they play more aggressively is that a correct assumption whether it's that they play more aggressively or just the the physics of uh, the the female athlete body versus the male athlete body and and the angulation of the pelvis and and legs for being able to absorb and control different forces who knows um it's probably a little bit of both um and i I do uh tend to see uh bigger injuries in in a lot of the girls um who are playing soccer um back to the the football versus soccer and the protective equipment stuff so soccer is classified as a contact sport um whereas i didn't know that yeah whereas football and and hockey are classified as collision sports so part of the reason for more gear is because of the sport classification and being able to stop the outside force coming on them uh, a little bit better the helmets are they were never designed to protect against a concussion and frankly they don't there there is nothing even even the the good ones even the new good ones there's really 
no way to fully protect against a concussion. Their goal is to stop a skull fracture okay. uh, or, or facial fracture. Um, I think back to all the, the old, old leatherheads, um, yeah. the incidence of skull fracture was very high back then. So we now have a hard plastic shell to, to cover that. The, there, there's two different mechanisms of, uh, of a brain injury. Um, you have a coup or a contra coup where the coup is the, you get a force on say your forehead and your brain shifts inside your skull to the forehead. And that's where you get the blow to the brain that causes the injury. Um, the contra coup is your head hits something and the brain goes to the opposite side. Um, like when you slam on your brakes in the car and your phone goes flying one way or the other, that's, um, that would be the, the difference of the coup versus contra coup. Um, so the brain movement inside the skull, there's no amount of outside protective force we can apply that's going to keep that brain from moving around in there and we want it to move around in there it's you know you get the brain and and the sack of fluid that it's supposed to do that as a protection mechanism but if the force is too hard then that brain's going to hit up against the skull and you have a head injury so and so so let's talk about that you know we see a lot of this in soccer we see it in cheerleading we see i had a young lady who was a ku basketball player and she suffered three different concussions and years later when she came on and did a broadcast with her mother to talk about this issue this was years ago we did the show she was still suffering consequences because she went back and played um and the more she the more people do that <clears throat> and go untreated or go back before they should, like the 50% we talked about in the last segment, how much more serious does this get? It exponentially serious. And, I, you know, I've, I've had a couple of interesting cases recently where um, for a 16-year-old baseball player having elbow pain and had his first uh, elbow pain about three months after sustaining a concussion six and a half years ago. And nobody did any sort of therapy for his concussion. Um, He still had eye tracking issues and balance issues. And so when he was going to pitch, his elbow was flying through space at kind of a weird trajectory and causing overpressure over stress. He had had no idea this was the result of it. had no idea this was the result of the concussion. So to treat his elbow pain, I did almost nothing for his arm, Um, loosened it up a little bit, but everything i did was was brain rehab and he's throwing pain free now so that goes to your, your comment in the first segment it, it, that, that the first thing you do is neurological absolutely because the brain controls in this case it's graphically demonstrated the brain controls everything in the body therefore you start there and then work your way backward i guess absolutely it's very interesting so what should parents know i mean you know you Johnny's out there playing. You see him go up. You see him do a header in soccer or your daughter's a flyer in a cheerleading squad and they fall. They miss them. I mean, that's one of the reasons they Sometimes, get injured. Yeah, yes. they do. I mean, it's you look at some of those girls and what they do. It's remarkable, but it would scare the daylights out of me if that was my granddaughter up there doing that. But having said that, then and then you see the kids playing basketball, football, and the other sports that, you know, where they're exposed to this. How seriously do parents need to take this, and what should, what should they do? If they see the child get 
bang their heads together, have an injury, and you know they notice there's some difference. What should they be looking for symptom-wise, and what should they do action-wise? <clears throat> so the the one that everyone has has kind of gravitated towards is is headache and there are so many different things that can cause headache um we see hydration issues um screen time issues uh sometimes i mean i I know doing math homework always gave me a headache growing up so it's one of those things that you know that might be the cause of their headache um nausea vomiting all those things those are really signs and symptoms of a more serious head injury probably Um, it could be as simple as they feel like they're in a fog they feel slowed down having trouble sleeping Um, the the their phone is is all of a sudden making them dizzy um which kids have their phone in their hands way too often now um but really if it Anytime you have a suspicion, it, go through a checklist. There are plenty of checklists out there, um, and and some of those being on uh, stopsportsinjuries.org um, or cdc.gov slash heads up. Both of those resources have a um, pretty comprehensive list of things to look out for. Um, another thing for concussions is everybody always wants to know, well, do I need to go to the emergency room? Well, technically, the definition of a concussion is is a negative CT scan. And if you're worried about a brain bleed of some kind, your kid's going to be getting really sick really fast. Um, and so it's, it's probably better to just watch how they're doing. Um, if you're really concerned, go in. Now, nobody should ever stop you from that. Right. But um, but. That's where the first line of defense of the athletic trainer comes into play. I was going to say, if, if you, you're a licensed medical professional, so it seems to me that you know. So the, you know, Johnny has bangs his head. He's acting a little bit different. I don't see a lot of difference, but he's acting a little differently. I don't want to take him to the ER and sit there for three hours. Um, yeah, but find a licensed trainer in your area that's been in business for a period of time, and then you make an appointment, go in, and then have an evaluation done, yes? Absolutely, yeah, and there, there's there's athletic trainers all over the place. Um, again, my practice setting is pretty unique, but um, find one at your high school, and hopefully your high school or middle school has access to an athletic trainer. Unfortunately, right now, there are only about a third of the high school's in the country that have access to an athletic trainer and we've got plenty of athletic trainers out there who want to work and are ready to work with these youth athletes but um we've got to get um more more schools on board to to have us there to to help protect those kids you would think given the level of these injuries that would be something to do the website once again if you want to look for a protocol stop sportsinjuries.org stop sportsinjuries.org or cdc.gov backslash heads up either one of those two have got a protocol list up there might be helpful to you you want to reach out to brett 816-945-4048 here in the kansas city metro wherever you may be he'd be happy to help you or his website lightningperformancekc.com lightningperformancekc.com stay tuned we'll be right back after the break with more you're listening to america's healthcare advocate broadcasting here on the hia radio network coast to coast across the usa we'll be right back
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the fruited plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. This show is posted up there. If you want to go up there, it's also on all the podcast platforms. Tune in, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. If you want to tell somebody in your club about it, if you want to tell somebody at your school about it, maybe you want to tell the PTA about it, whatever the case may be, it is up there. And the purpose of this broadcast today, obviously, is to educate you as to what you should be looking for if your child has an injury. In studio with me, licensed medical professional athletic trainer Brett McQueen. You can reach him here in Kansas City at 816-945-4048 or lightningperformancekc.com. All right, so let's just talk about movement health overall. Okay, and this doesn't just apply to athletes. This could apply to seasoned citizens like yours truly. Okay, or so let's talk a little bit about that. You got plantar fast. My wife just went through a battle with plantar fasciitis, and the good news is she's pretty much out of it. But let's just talk about that in general for people in general. Absolutely. And I I think that we have run into a society where, you know, we've got all sorts of different, we've got the pandemic going, but we've also got epidemics of different healthcare issues. And I think a lack of movement overall is one of those big, big issues. Uh, Maybe that's because people have pain. Maybe it's being so overweight that they don't want to move. There's, there's so many different realms that we could dive into. But I think just looking at movement health in general and not being afraid to move and knowing that there are people out there who can help you if you're hurting with movement. Um, back pain may, it stays, you know, for for I don't know how long now at the number one most costly thing in the American healthcare system. And a lot of times it's just as simple as moving better and uh, getting getting the right type of shoes, getting the right type of stretching, core exercises, hip mobility drills, foot activation drills. There's so many different things. Um, even, you know, you mentioned plantar fasciitis. There, it's you know, estimated that probably 80% of plantar fasciitis diagnoses are nothing to do with the plantar fascia. It's some other sort of pain that is sending cross signals to the brain saying, we've got a problem here. And people just write it off as, oh, it's probably just this. So that's how they go about life. It's like, oh, I've got the diagnosis. Um, and, And I think we we've you know, not not to get political at all, but you know the labeling in in society of it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. We, I hear all the time. Well, I've got this diagnosis of this. Okay, cool. Well, let's look at how you move. I, I I'm not concerned with with the diagnosis because ultimately that diagnosis is attached to a number code, and that's how providers get paid. Yeah, it is. It's all and, that's a CMS yeah, code. It, so everyone understands how this works. There's a master code from CMS Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services that lists every procedure from a Band-Aid to a heart transplant surgery and how, how the providers get paid. So that's what that's what Brett's referring to. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and it's it it gets tough um, to uh, to figure out where the true issues lie um, sometimes. And and a, a good friend of mine, Joe Lavaca, um, 
sent out yesterday. If listening was a billable code, I imagine more clinicians would have an easier time doing it. And I think that for whatever reason, we've lost the ability to listen, um, both listen to our patients, listen to um, our bodies as well. And when we get that those mixed signals of pain, that can kind of hijack our brain and where everything hurts. Yeah, and, and we don't the, want to move. And then the, the next answer is, hey, I need a muscle relaxer or I need a drug. Okay. Whereas what you really need is some kind of therapy or some kind of help. You know, I've got, I've had back issues since I was 20 some years old when I got out of the military and I, I've been doing yoga and Pilates for 11 years. My back issues compared to what they were are almost nil. Uh, I'd be in a chiropractor's office every month, practically before I started doing yoga and Pilates, but you mentioned core strengthening. That's what Pilates does. Absolutely. Okay, that's why I do it three days a week. It's not, I don't particularly call it fun, but but it's it helps a lot okay and at 72 i've got to pay attention to that okay it's use it or lose it so it's important and i think people need to understand that and that's part of when you talk about movement health that's what that's important for people to understand that absolutely and where i really put a lot of focus now is the younger athletes the high school college athletes and trying to get them to move better now so that they aren't reliant on the chiropractor's office or physical therapist's office uh, or Pilates six days a week when they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s um, so that they can enjoy doing things with their kids, grandkids and not hurting. And how we take care of our bodies when we're young will dictate a lot of how we are able to take care of our bodies when we're uh, more seasoned individuals. So seasoned citizens, seasoned citizens, seasoned citizens. Um, so, trying to there's a lot of people out there especially in the instagram world twitter world that have started posting different videos and and programs some are great some are not uh, i think there's a i don't think there is a bad modality out there i don't think there is a bad platform out there i think there's probably an inappropriate time and place to use everything um but everything and too much of it yeah and so use caution when you when you're looking into those different platforms and find find your local physical therapist athletic trainer chiropractor people who specialize in overall human movement health um to get things going in the direction they need to and so and I'll add to that. It's what I told my clients for years when I was running my agency is please don't go to the Internet and look up health insurance. Just pick up the phone and call somebody that's a licensed professional knows what they're doing. Using that same analogy here, a licensed medical professional who is licensed and can help you if you have a problem like this, if your child has a problem like this, if you suspect it, then act on it. Don't wait until it's too late. You heard Brett tell the story of the young man who had a problem throwing the baseball. Turned out it didn't have anything to do with the elbow. It had to do with the concussion he had suffered a number of years ago. If you want information on concussion protocol and some of those injuries, go to stopsportsinjuries.org, stopsportsinjuries.org. You can reach Brett McQueen here in Kansas City at 816-945-4048 or lightningperformancekc.com. Thank you for doing this today. We're going to do this again. I look forward to it. Thanks for having me back. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything 
but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.